Good morning, it's Iowimala, and I'm coming to you on Sunday, a cold, overcast Sunday for us here in the Midwest, at least this part of the Midwest, and uh, and it's Mother's Day, and I would like to have everyone uh, not think of who's a mother and who's not, but all of us have mothers, regardless of uh, whether we knew them or not, or whether we had them for a short time, or whether um, someone else raised us, but we all have the concept of a mother in our heads. And so people, this doesn't apply just to women, it applies to all humans. And I want to share the Metta Sutta, just the beautiful words of the Metta Sutta, to um, emphasize just the kind of feelings that we should have about this practice of uh, sending loving friendliness to all, all beings. So this is a human thing, not a, not a uh, I think, uh, Mother's Day has become a rather emotional kind of day for gifts and cards and um, it's diff- it can be a very difficult time. But I want to read the Metta Sutta and there's a particular part of it that talks about a mother's love and the Buddha's asking, speaking to all of us, This is not about just speaking to mothers. And this is the Metta Sutta. This is what should be done by one skilled in the good, having made the breakthrough to that peaceful state. One should be able, upright and very upright, amenable to advice and gentle without arrogance. One should be content and easily supported, of few duties and a frugal way of living, of peace faculties and judicious, courteous, without greed when among families. One should not do anything, however slight, because of which other wise people might criticize them. May all beings be happy and secure. May they be inwardly happy. Whatever living beings there are, whether frail or firm, without omission, those that are long or those that are large, middling, short, fine, or gross, whether they are seen or unseen, whether they dwell near or far, whether they have come to be or will come to be, may all beings be inwardly happy. No one should despise another nor despise anyone anywhere. Because of anger and thoughts of aversion, no one should wish wish suffering for another. Just as a mother would protect her child, her only child, with her own life, so should one develop towards all beings a state of mind without boundaries. And toward the whole world, one should develop loving-kindness, 
a state of mind without boundaries, above, below, and across, unconfined, without hatred, without enemies. Whether standing, walking, sitting, or lying down, as long as one is not drowsy, one should resolve on this mindfulness. They call this a divine dwelling here. Not taking up any views, possessing good behavior, endowed with vision, having removed greed for sensual pleasures, one never again comes back to the bed of a womb. So that's a beautiful, that's, those are beautiful ideas, and that's how we practice metta, or loving friendliness. That's a big part of our practice. And the, the Buddha is talking about that, you know, we prepare ourselves. We prepare ourselves to be practicing metta in an, and allowing us, whoop, I might have lost a connection there, but allowing us to have these uh, unconditional regard for all other beings. So what always comes to my mind is this verse. And since it's Mother's Day, this is what I'd like to to uh, put focus on. Just as a mother would protect her child, her only child, with her own life, so one should develop towards all beings a state of mind without boundaries. And that that uh, state of mind without boundaries means it's unlimited. There's no bounds, no limits to uh, how we can radiate these qualities out and live these qualities. And that this quality of mind that he's talking about is metta, is loving friendliness. So it's not just talking about mothers, it's talking about all of us with a quality that we can imagine, whether we have experienced it or not, whether we have... um, had children, whether we're male or female, we've probably been been all so many times we can't even imagine it. But just as a mother would protect her child, so we should be available in sending out this state of mind towards all other beings. It's, I think it's really seeing our connection to all beings and how important it is that it be without any, without any anger, without any uh, hatred, without any prejudice. So we don't have to be a mother because we've all all been mothers probably thousands of other lifetimes. We don't have to be male or female or be one or the other. Um, We, as, as beings, we have all experienced this and understand how, how uh, one would love something so precious. And that's how our relationship with all other beings We should have that concern for the well-being of all other beings. And we should be harmless towards, towards them. 
and protective. So I love that. A lot of times um, we can misunderstand that verse. This is not that we should be protecting all beings as if they were our children, but we should understand that uh, that no boundaries, no judgment, no viewpoints, all of that is uh, how we show our love for the world and all other beings in the world. And uh, it, it really transforms us into a, a harmless human being because we're not going to do harm to any of those beings. And that's a quality that we need to see more of in the world. So whether you're a mother or a father or you, uh, you're you young or you're old or you're male or female or somewhere on that broad spectrum, uh, we can all understand what it means to love something without boundaries and uh, to love something and want to protect something. And... That's how we should feel about all life. And it should be, we can't limit it to the people we want to give it to. So today, if you're a human being, you can practice that kind of, that metta, the quality of metta is unbounded, unlimited. And we can't pick and choose uh, animals or people or uh, countries or certain politicians, we can't pick anyone to exclude. When we practice metta, we're committing to practice in an in a unlimited, unbounded way. And I think that's a good, a bad connection today. Probably a lot of people are uh, reaching out. So. I, I don't think that uh, there, there is even a specific uh, metta practice where the, the Buddhist teaching his students to practice metta towards snakes and towards uh, animals that frighten them. And so that's a, a, you know, we have aversion to certain things in the world. So I think we can we can imagine practicing metta practice for whatever we have aversion to. And I'm sure in India, poisonous snakes during the Buddhist time, that would have been, uh, that would have been something you could easily have aversion to and not want to send metta to. And the Buddha taught a specific practice for all the kingdoms of the, uh, in the snake world and the less aversion and the less fear we have towards something, the less harmful we're going to, the energy we put out is going to feel less harmful to those things that we have aversion to. So that's, a, that's just my uh, thoughts for what we call Mother's Day. I think whoever we are, we can develop qualities of unconditional regard and goodwill for um, for everyone and even someone we think is uh, beyond hope they're just a such a bad person or uh, 
terrible animal that we don't think should exist, we have to practice metta. And that doesn't mean we have to um, go and be their best friend. We don't have to be foolish. But we don't have to carry around in our hearts that hardness towards any being. (laughs) Yeah, Stephanie says she doesn't want to send metta to cockroaches. (laughs) Well, Just remember cockroaches have been around much, much longer than any of us. Isn't it one of the oldest uh, creatures since early, early times? So they're survivalists. So maybe there's, we don't have to say, oh, and this is a good example. We don't have to welcome cockroaches into our homes. I think we need to... uh, you know, I grew up in Houston, so we had there cockroaches. You know, everyone has cockroaches in most of the South and in humid, hot weather. And um, wow, my mother taught us, very, you know, from a very, very young age, you don't leave any kind of food out. You keep a very clean kitchen and you keep, uh, when it's very humid, you try to keep standing water, you know, even in the corners of the shower and stuff. Um, yeah, we we do want to hold on to it. Our stubbornness wants to... I For me, that animal is the mosquito. So I have to work... I, I always try to remember uh, to cut that automatic whap if I think a mosquito spit me. That's the one I've had to work on. And... Uh, that, the, the, that training we get when we're young has a lot to do with it. So... You have to, uh, we have to work with things as we can and not feel bad if we haven't overcome some aversion because we have, we all have aversion. But, uh, what we, what we want to do is just keep opening our hearts. It doesn't mean we open our doors to, I still don't want to have mosquitoes in my house. And I try to always understand the, the value and, but I don't want a mosquito that would make someone sick to be allowed to just, uh, you know, bite anyone. But I don't think, I mean, the mosquito and the cockroach, they do what they do, right? That's part of reality. So what we have to do is, um, that's when that meta towards the snakes, you know, comes to mind because the uh, the monks would live in areas where snakes could come into their, uh, if they had a little cootie, a little meditation, a little structure that they lived in. And I know it's still true in a lot of countries where uh, those the snakes are a problem getting into the, getting into those places. And uh, that the metta practice towards the snakes doesn't mean be careless. I think it serves as a reminder that those creatures are trying to live as well. And uh, we don't want to create situations where we make it easy to put those animals in harm's way. So um, we have to work with that without, we're not, we're not becoming uh, uh, doormats for creatures that invade our homes and 
uh, chew away at, you know, that can bring disease. And that's, we're not being foolish. But I think we have to be, uh, we try, we're try, we try to work all the time with those, with those, uh, those, those defilements. And the more we can be aware of it, the more we can be aware of how uh, difficult it is to deal with certain creatures and certain things and certain people, for sure. The more we're aware of it, the more we'll become, uh, our aversion might be towards our reaction to it. So we can handle it without having that aversion and that reaction of uh, contempt and disdain and uh, disregard for that other being. That's a, those are good questions. We have to always deal with those things. We, we wouldn't build houses if we, uh, if we thought we'd have to, you know, if we couldn't build a house without realizing there could be termites, there can be ants, there can be all those things. Yeah, I like your comments. You got over your version to spiders, and that's the one I see most of the time. And they're probably, in general, the least the least harmless. Um, doesn't mean that a lot of people don't think they're creepy or uh, dangerous in some other sense. So, um, remember, spiders are creatures too, and we they have their place. They have their place in the way the world works, and so do all the rest of us. And so do people that we have a lot of aversion towards. Uh, ours is not, if we accept kama or karma, or if we accept that we are the, we are the owners of our actions, and our actions include the our thoughts, our speech, and our act, our physical actions, um, and our, our our intentional actions. We are all the owners of that, and so uh, when it comes to things in the world, conditioned things, uh, we don't have to be the judge and the jury for everything. The if there's if someone's creating their own prison, they're creating their own um, seriously what we think of as a seriously flawed life. Well, they are—they will be—they are heir to that. Doesn't mean that we have to judge them and have aversion. So, generally, we can find ways to overcome our aversion to animals. So I hope you have a beautiful day today and think of how you want your heart to be willing to um, your heart, whoever you are, can be can be the heart of someone taking care of a precious, precious being, their precious child, so you can think of. Uh, it doesn't have to be your own experience of being a mother. We all have that image. I think everyone has that image. And if you if you didn't have a mother who was loving, if that's if that's a, a hurt in your heart, or if you've recently lost your mother, 
Um, I think we can all understand that feeling of caring for something because it's precious. And that's the feeling we all want to have towards our world. And we're made up of the world and all these other beings in the world are made up of the same materials. So that's the feeling we want to carry in our hearts. Every, all of this is precious. And we can do our part. So thank you so much. And I hope you have a beautiful day and you just can feel your heart opening up to seeing all life as precious and worthy. Thank you so much. I'll see you Tuesday.